This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Plan B in reverse. While some long-term listeners may remember my Plan B campaign from about 25 years ago, I will bring the new ones up to speed. We were seeing Brazil begin to accelerate their soybean production, which was near 38 million metric ton at the time. I saw this new producer as a strong competitor and future threat to our soybean market dominance, but recognized that we had the ability using our farm price support system to ding them pretty hard. Brazilian farmers were not yet rich and were highly leveraged, opening new lands. They also did not have the system then to grow corn well. We could grow soybeans for our $5 a bushel support price, and Brazil couldn't. This was back when we were getting LDPs. For soybeans, crop years 1998 through 2001 all resulted in over 90% of the crop receiving an LDP or market gain. For the 2000 crop year, almost 100% of the crop received an LDP. The low rate for soybeans in Illinois was $5.18 and the highest LDP was $1.25. Average cash price for soybeans in 2000 was $4.49. Yes, those were the good old days. Plan B was for U.S. farmers to plant a lot more soybeans and a lot less corn. The price of soybeans was supported by USDA, and the price of what corn we did produce would be very profitable. While this would purposefully pressure the price of soybeans below the cost of production, U.S. farmers would be protected by an LDP subsidy check, while Brazilian farmers would not. There were problems with the plan. The increase in farm payments would have cost a lot, generating criticism from Farm Bill opponents. Crop input suppliers would have had a conniption. Livestock producers would have had higher feed costs, but this was before the hog industry integration, when many livestock producers grew their own feed. It was also the time when the ethanol industry was getting its legs under it, which worked because of cheap corn. Farmers in general liked the idea, but wanted the USDA to implement it, which was never going to happen. It got widely publicized to the point that when I went to Brazil for the first time in 2001, I was greeted there as being the guy who was promoting Plan B. They had heard about it enough to be concerned. What was 38 million metric ton for Brazil back then is now 155 million metric ton soybean production, exceeding ours, now expected to be 120 million this year. So what I foresaw back then has come true. South America has supplanted us as the dominant soybean producer. Based upon the June acreage report showing U.S. farmers reducing soybean acreage to 83.5 million acres, nearly 4 million fewer than last year, the U.S. soybean producer appears to be fully surrendering export market dominance to South America. Tighter quarterly stocks mean strong demand that when coupled with fewer acres equates to a half million bushel reduction in USDA balance sheet supply, revealed in the June stocks and acreage reports. USDA had forecast a 350 million bushel carryover, so now we'll have to reconcile stocks, acreage, and production going forward to generate any carryover in their July WASDE report. Well, my plan B was to increase soybean acres of their farm support price floor under us and shrink the corn carryover to increase the price of corn. What U.S. farmers are doing this year is the opposite. It is plan B in reverse. 
U.S. farmers are doing everything that they can, weather permitting, to overproduce corn, bringing the price of corn down, while using the 590 crop insurance support price to cover their APH production. Farmers do not need to blame anyone else for cheap corn, as they drove the bus that hit us over planting corn acres. There was nothing in either of our corn or soybean balance sheets that was telling U.S. farmers to overplant corn versus soybean acres. Sure, the price of soybeans will be higher for a while, but U.S. farmers own little to no old crop, and the new crop incentive goes to Brazilian farmers. South American soybean farmers have to be rejoicing in the streets like during Carnival. They still own a lot of this year's harvest, so have soybeans to sell after producing a record crop. They would have never expected U.S. farmers to reduce acres of what was a very profitable crop this much. Brazilian farmers will cash in now and get a pricing opportunity for their May 2024 new crop soybeans, too. Whatever opportunity this created will be grabbed by both hands by our South American competitors, Plan B in reverse. Brazilian farmers will get all the good from this before U.S. farmers get a chance again in 2024. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.